What I found that's most effective is there is a full spectrum of different types of people, personality, skill set on our project. But it's sitting down with those folks and, and, and understanding and listening to them and making them feel heard so that they're not just being some shoved down their throat. It's just respecting the human side of everything. Welcome to Built Different, a podcast featuring teams, technology, and trendsetters who are changing the way that we build. I'm Grant Hagen. And I'm Brian Miserata. And we welcome you to join a community obsessed with questioning the status quo, creating cultures of innovation, and equipping everyone with powerful tools to quite simply build different. Welcome into the Build Different Podcast. Uh, joined with Brian Vizaretta, I am Grant Hagen. We are super excited that you guys are joining back in here for episode three. We have an amazing conversation that we have in slate with our friends over at McCarthy. Brian, what excites you about this episode that we got to record here? I mean, just Ryan Murray, Lauren Williams on recording, giving you the blueprint on kind of how to build a technology program. So I'm just excited about it. You're going to want to tune in. Let's get into it. Yeah, they are great. They're really going to break things down and really a high level between people, process and technology. And so just some great funny stories along the way in there too. And so without further ado, we'll take you down to the groundbreak floor. We thank you guys for joining in with us on this episode and we will see you on the next one. We got two really amazing folks that had joined us here this morning, yep. one of which is a really good friend of mine from Dallas, Ryan. I appreciate you joining with us thank and you. Lauren, both from McCarthy Builders, which is really exciting. Appreciate you guys joining in with us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank this you. This is cool. All right, this is awesome. So, Ryan, would love to kind of get a little bit about your background, your time at McCarthy, yeah. and then Warren, we'll, we'll transition over to you. Yeah, I've been at McCarthy since 2009. Started as an intern. It's the only company I know. So, it's the best company I know, Come too. on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I started, I have a degree in construction management and started as a PE, assistant superintendent estimator, and... Had an opportunity to come over to the, they didn't even know what to call it at the time, field solutions to kind of work with our IT space and help them connect some gaps with the field and, and uh, in our IT group. Um, so I've been doing that for six or seven years now. A couple large implementation, Procore, drone deploy, instruction site, all tools we know very well and have known for a while. So. Awesome. Great, great stuff. Lauren? Okay. Hi. Another I'm fellow McCarthy. Yeah. So. That's right. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I've been at McCarthy. I'm a VDC manager. I've been at McCarthy since June of 2019, but I've been in the industry since 2005. Um, but I'm dedicated to a project, a, a mega project in St. Louis. And so I think I grew up in the industry. I started out as a structural engineer, just quickly determined that I didn't want to feel like I was taking a math test every single day. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I was like, I'll just go to construction. And then just did the operations stuff, PE, PM got the BIM stuff handed to me by a smaller company in my previous life and uh, everything I know I've learned along the way. You guys have gotten to see a lot of tech implemented well and probably some that hasn't been for a whole host of reasons, whether just not the right time, not the right tool. But like when you talk about people processing technology, what have been some tactics that have helped in kind of the people side of success in implementation that you've seen? And what have been some of the like, man, I learned that lesson and I'm not doing that again. Oh, I have a, I have a couple of good examples, <laughs> I think. Because like, uh, like we talked a little bit about it yesterday, like people come from all different backgrounds, all different tenures yeah. in the industry. Mm -hmm. Like it's, to me, it seems probably the most complex of the three of people processing technology because it it, you deal with different backgrounds and different right. approaches and like it really is the most 
undefined, uncomplex, or not uncomplex, very complex part it's, of it. It's but defined. There's a whole study called psychology. You get <laughs> a multi-year degree in it. Do not have a, any yeah. any experience in that, clearly. Uh, but yeah, talk, talk a little bit about the people side of it. So you, uh, Ryan, you said something earlier that I identify with, um, and I've experienced it. So I've only been at McCarthy for three and a half years, but I've been in the industry since 2005. Um, but when I, I when I signed on at McCarthy, I went immediately to this this project trailer. You know, nobody knows who I am, and I'm I'm working on this project. They don't know my background. They all they see is VDC manager. There are probably unconscious biases. <laughs> affiliated with that you know like oh vdc manager well wow. i don't like models i don't want to you know yeah. i'm not going to listen but I, I mean truthfully i have operations background i've ran work i i know change management i you know i know a lot of the operations background as well as model-based workflows and stuff and so establishing or, or earning respect of people is important and i had to do that by demonstrating and communicating through processes and workflows and that kind of thing like hey i do know what i'm talking about some of the successes that I've found on the people side is it's just respecting the human side of everything. Yeah. It's sitting down and listening. People want to be heard. People want people want to be listened to. You know, they want they they want to vent. They want they want to be heard. And so if you can, you know, be that person for them yeah. um, and, and dedicate yourself to be like, I want to make this easier for you. Mm -hmm. To a fault, I. I want to make people's lives easier and happier and that kind of thing. It's probably a, a bad trait, but whatever. Um, and then, so that's that's how I kind of insert myself and yeah. get on the good side. Now, I have a really awful story of, of how, like, it was just a hard no. <laughs> it was a superintendent. He was just very negative, very whatever. And I, here I'm coming in. Everything's hunky-dory. I mean, I want to solve the world's problems. I'm a VDC. Yeah, model this, model that, you know, and I, everything is perfect. And if I can feel his eyes rolling thinking about it now. And we just did not align. Yeah. I think at one point he told me, you live in a fantasy land. That's oh. not how this works. And I mean, I get to the point where like I would felt like I needed like anxiety medication before I needed to talk to him. Yeah. And he was on my performance plan. I was like, Lauren needs to figure out how to talk to this person. You need to establish a relationship. That was my developmental yeah, performance yeah. plan. And uh, I wanted to get a robot on his project. And I had all my ducks in a row and I had to get the superintendent's blessing yeah, to yeah. get a robot on his project. I was scared to death. So after a couple of beers, I just looked at him and I said, I'm really afraid of you. And I'm afraid of asking you this question, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. Yeah. I want to do this. And he was like, all right. That's and awesome. then ever since then, we've been friends. I think I was vulnerable. Like I was like, listen, I am afraid of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's also something also to be said about showing face, right? Yeah. Like if you just keep showing up day in and day out with the intention of helping, but also just doing your due diligence, right? Like. Yeah. It's very hard when somebody comes to a project and you don't know the drawings like the team knows the drawings, you know, you don't know the logistics like they know the logistics. So just starting there and just like showing up, yep. you know, builds a lot of trust. And you're right on the vulnerability side of it. I, I think that doesn't get talked enough about in our industry and, and it's probably for a, a host of reasons, but it's like at the end of the day, like authenticity and relationships are like the bedrock of if things should be successful. And, and if I can't be authentic and honest with you at a job level, probably not going to be successful at a, at a team level. Mm -hmm. 
Ryan, any thoughts to the people side of it? I mean, yeah, I, you know, uh, I know we got some good stories to to hit on, but yeah, I actually, yeah, the, I think I always try to take the lens of like, I'm here to help. So if it's not helping, we're not going to do it. Right. That's always, that's always, we always have a, you know, a plan to say we're going to change directions if we need to. So I always think of it from like the, I get you and the I got you thing. Right. Like, so it's, I go back to that process. Like I always want to talk through what we're doing from a lens to help people understand, like, I get you, like, you guys got to do this, this, and this, this is the problem. I always like to interject humor on it. Cause that's like self-deprecating, self-deprecating humor, self-deprecating humor is people's <laughs> favorite. Yeah. I have no problem being on the bad end of that, but, um, and so, yeah, you put it out there and you're like, yeah, this is the process. And then our poor admin spends 19 hours a day out here, you know, double type things. Everyone kind of laughs. And I'm like, yeah, that's her life though. So that it's unfortunate. <laughs> so we're going to fix that though. Um, so everyone's kind of like excited and they're like, oh, okay, we get it. We get the problem. We always get the problem. I, I, I like, I really come back to that, trying to keep the problem simple. You express them and you understand it. And then it's the, I got you. And then there's the actions that come afterwards, right? We all carry like a brand, right? And so when you're in these roles of like an implementation type person, you can either be the implementation person that came and dumped a hot steaming something at the job site, or you're the person that's like, no, they came out, they worked with us, they helped mm -hmm. us figure it out. It had its bumps. People are used to bumps now yeah. for the most part, which is nice. On the people side of it, I mean, man, if if you're in construction and you're not in some way trying to be a better listener, be a better people person, be a better relationship builder, like, I don't, I don't think that's just construction. Well, and that could just be, being I'm going to be, being. Being humans. I always say being like, human. that's so hard though. I just want to, it is hard. I, have, I, I use a lot of like therapy tactics, like treat people like yeah. it's, it's marriage counseling, but it's. Look, if you're not, you know, if you're having something with your spouse, like you're not going to like just keep that to yourself, right? Like you're going to, now you're also not going to like throw it at their face. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, going to be like, we need to talk about this. We right. need to get yeah. this out there. I, I'm <laughs> serious. You can compare a lot of things and yeah. implement those strategies that you learn yeah. in yeah. therapy and in your daily life. It's the same thing. Yeah. And, and it's fun though, too, when you look at it, like construction, we don't own anything. Like we maybe own a laptop. We maybe own some office space or lease. Like yep. at the end of the day, it is people. And and really for all the young listeners, hopefully that are tuning in, it's like, or sure you understand people, yeah. the better you're, yeah. And not to negate, like it is every industry, but man, construction, it's just so. It's very people oriented. It's different. It's, very, it's all over So the many place different too. people working together. Yeah. And it's just like. I mean, one thing is just like, within a day, you can talk to so many different personalities, right? Like you could oh, be in the field, you're talking to your foreman, you know, then yes. you go into your OAC meeting. And there's talking. always like the personalities, right? We used to, we used to joke that like, man, we're going to make like trading cards for like, here's the superintendent, right? Here's like funny facts about him. <laughs> it's like, I, I like the trading cards. That. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. a Grant Hagen? Oh my that's, gosh. That's, that's I don't want to know what's year. on the back of that card. <laughs> rookie year Grant Hagen. That's, that'd be a good one. I would look... <laughs> I, oh man, there's a lot of stories we could go there. But uh, stories aside, I want to transition here a bit to the process side of people, process, and technology. Would you say that process is the most overlooked of the three? I don't know if it's overlooked. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's really hard to do it well and right. So we have five regions in a lot of ways act semi-autonomously, or we're trying to do a better job bringing that together. But, you know, like the it's really, it was really fun, like coming out of like a, a role that was like project based or like regionally based and stepping into like more of like a corporate role. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, I love talking to people. I'm like, yeah, our like Southern Pacific partners, they have like this total vibe to them. Central's got this total vibe to them. <laughs> Southern Texas has got this own vibe. NORPAC, yeah, they're doing their own thing. And it's like, 
they're all so different from each other. And then it's, you know, they've been around for a long time. So these regions have come up for, you know, over the decades and they've been doing what works for them mm. because they're adapting to unique people that have been in roles and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so you start, you try to like get people into a room and agree on a process and they're, you know, everyone's got some unique thing for lots of good reasons. And yeah. mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to make that clear, communicate that out to thousands of employees and, yeah. and, and help I, scale that. So with so many different divisions, right? How do you manage that internal marketing and like knowledge exchange of successes and also, you know, things to, that you can improve? Like how often or what's that cadence kind of look like or is it more ad hoc? Uh, yeah, so there's a variety of things that we do. So my, my big thing for like the projects that I get put in charge of is I want to have a really clear like problem statement for our organization. So like circle around or like, Hey, the thing we're trying to solve is this. It's not, it kind of helps control scope a little bit. It helps everyone stay focused on what we're trying to do. Cause you know, it's like you mentioned, you're trying to solve sub payment applications. The next thing people are like, well, can we, collect, can we collect man hours? Is this going to solve insurance? Is this going to solve everything? You're like, <laughs> okay, just, I'll just calm down. Just calm down. Yeah, we're going to yeah. go there. So, um, we start with that and we get, we, you know, we set up some sponsors. I, I think, uh, I have this like. It's really important to have good sponsors and leadership buy into something that you're trying to change because you're going to need to go back and leverage them, but you can't count on them to do it for you. Like that, I always hear that, like when we talk to like a new vendor and they're like, yeah, what you need to do is you need to go get the biggest hammer in your company to come tell everyone what to do. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what you do need is their support. Um, and so we, we set up sponsor groups and then we, uh, we do phased implementations normally where we kind of like dip our toe in the water with a pilot and then we kind of say okay who 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 makes sense to kind of roll onto that and then we kind of get to this tipping point where there's like the obvious value statements hopefully usually it's something around efficiency the people that want to be efficient will pick it up mm -hmm. right and then we get to the next value statement that's like okay no there's like data importance that we're after here data consistency, risk mitigation. So now we have to go start telling people they have to do things. And that's things where like that sponsored group around like adoption, data and metrics and things like that starts becoming more important for us. And you kind of always have to point that back to that original problem statement, right? And then, so we, I'm fortunate to have like a really great team of five people that full-time in each region that kind of do this. They, I mean, we're like drive out to the site, buy them lunch. Like you're not going to put us broke buying lunch for a job site. So just do that. Make, make friends with everyone you can like be a really great customer contact, uh, similar to like a CSM, but internal to our company. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, something I'm super interested about is like that pilot process, right? You are at a point now where you have different SOPs, you have ways to approach different tech, you know, different success metrics when you're rolling something out, right? Like a lot of the, you know, some companies that may be on this podcast listening, you know, are just getting started. Right. Like what is some advice you would offer yourself looking back, you know, mm. when you're starting out the program, what are the main things to be kind of looking out for as far as success metrics? So a couple of things, I think, uh, we have this joke that's kind of coming up around, it came out from like data conversations because people just like keep throwing words out all the time. We're like words matter. So like, let's start to pick words. Like, is it a pilot? Is it an early adopter? One, one has an exit ramp, one doesn't, you know, one you're just going and they're just the first. Some are like, no, we're going to like check in on that, evaluate it, come back to it. And that's why that I'm so passionate about having that like original problem statement, because if you were to take something where you're like, we're going to implement drone deploy to better document our job sites 
right? With, with aerial photos. We think there's a value statement in that. And we're doing it. The job's documenting it. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're getting our aerial photos. That's cool. But we really like, you know, some other tool because it does infrared or something like, like that, right? We're like, we hear you. That's great. But that's like, that's not the problem we came to solve, right? Like we're solving something different. So we have to be really clear about how we're, how we're effectively changing the thing we want to change and not get too distracted by, by other features. And, you know, a year later, some other company calls yeah. and it's like, well, our drones are, you know, whatever, cooler, faster, yeah. stronger, better. And we're like, okay, but it's like turning a ship too. So yeah. Yeah. what are your thoughts on that? So I'm just going to, I focus on the people side and so I'm sort of like the, I'll just call self proclaim myself as like a CSM on my project site. Cause mm. I, I just happen to fall into this champion of it. Cause I'm the only one that cares as much as, much as I do about it. So I, I want it to be done right. But it's what I found that's most effective is, is there is a full spectrum of, of different types of people, personality, skill set on our project. We have, it's, it's a mid-sized construction company toward the project people on this. Your one and, project. Yes. Is what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and the sitting down with folks, the, the leadership, as well as like the boots in the ground and user type folks in interviewing them talk about, okay, walk me, let me walk with you, walk me through how you typically record this information or are trying to capture this information. And, and then I do that for various different groups and then sort of map out like a, a workflow um, with pictures, you know, I do it, I do it in PowerPoint with some drop shadows, make it be cool. Um, and then, and then it honestly needs to be revisited often, but it's sitting down with those folks and, and, and understanding and listening to them and making them feel heard so that they're not just being some shoved down their throat. Hey team, as we take a quick pause from the episode, we just want to, again, thank you guys for listening in with us. If you uh, can remember how you came across this episode, uh, we just really want to continue to build this community organically. And if, if someone shared it over with you, or if you thought of someone while you were listening in, just consider sending it over to them and, and uh, finding other ways to grow this community organically. Now, let's get back into it. Let's go. Do you think there's almost like an intimidation factor of like, I don't, I don't want to go through and like document this whole process? Well, and also some processes have to be tweaked and are slightly different depending on the situation. On a core job, you have five extra steps or, you know, based on this client, you've got, you've got to factor in this. And so I do think that it's important to, to at least baseline what, a core process is a submittal follows these steps mm -hmm. or based on your contract agreement, this process has these steps. You have to do that. Otherwise, no matter what you roll out, it yeah. isn't going to work. Do you think um, that's like best done? And I may be going too far and too tangent, but like, is that best done at a project level for them to own processes or at like, a, and I'm, I'm, I think the answer to this is both, but like at a corporate level say, Hey, this is our process you shall follow this process with the caveat of flexibility to, you know, your own, like, it's like, I just think back, I mean, I remember when I was on a project site and it's like, hey, would I have rather been told a process or kind of welcomed into defining some of that process or like, here's a template of the process. Does that make sense? Like, yep. it's tricky because it, that's where, and we we could totally go off on this tangent too, of like the division of project to corporate and like the challenges that that plays into different things too. But like, sure. 
let's camp a little bit on the process side of it. Like, do you guys think, I mean, cause you're out on a job yeah. and you're here in the office. So like, how, how does that work well under this umbrella of, hey, processes are really important. I think there's uh, parts that definitely need to be, that live on the corporate side or are originate on the corporate side. Sure. But I always think that there are project level um, intricacies that that get inserted into the process. But at, at the core, anything that is probably money-based really does need to be yeah. identified and, and from the corporate level. Yeah. Yep. It's uh processes are kind of like this amazing thing. It's a really great way to have people hate you. Have, it really is. Well, I mean, you said it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it depends. I don't have so, a lot of friends. So, but sometimes like I, I find that often like, so I'm, I'm, I sit in corporate who cares that I worked in the field five years ago. Mm. Right. I'm honestly disconnected from it these days. I haven't worked in it in five years. It's, it's different for me than it was then, but it's a really great way to show understanding to people. So if like you can sit down with somebody and be like, hey, superintendent project team, this is the process you follow. Tell me what's tell me what you don't do on this process or tell me what you do differently. And the teams can kind of explain themselves. It's a really good time to ask questions mm -hmm. and be like, that's funny. We're doing, you know, two things on parallel paths. We're like, that sounds like a trust issue on your job site team. Usually the project manager is like or the director is like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh but it's like, it's like, okay, fine. You know, understand that. So I, I find processes are a really great way to help people know that you understand, yeah, be able well to communicate said. change. And then you can show them the new process, which is like, Hey, we're going to, you know, cut this little arm yeah. off here. And this would be a lot of I mean, I mean, Brian was talking about, he, like, even we were talking yesterday about build trust, like yeah. having a defined process can build trust for mm -hmm. someone really quickly. It's like, Hey, I mm -hmm. understand your needs at this type of a level. Yep. But I don't understand all of them. And, yeah. I, and I want to use that as an opportunity to build trust. I mean, definitely like rules, rules without respect breeds rebellion, right? Like, yeah. and, and having the empathy so for kind of kids. <laughs> that's a, that, that's an applause worthy quote there. <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, it, it just comes down to like, both of you have spent time in the field, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That holds weight, right? And people recognize that you are coming from a place of, I have been in your shoes before. I am trying to help. And I want to get your input as well, right? Like this is a two-way communication. Like this is not just somebody coming in and saying, I read this in uh, you know, a college textbook and this is what you have to start doing, right? right? It has to be a two-way street. Cool. I, I want to turn the corner to the last part of technology. So it's interesting. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this. It almost seemed like five years ago, a lot of companies felt like technology was the differentiator. Yeah. And five years in the future, it's almost like the unifier. Right. I mean, that's the thing yeah. that like you and I got to meet through an opportunity to connect it, you know, an event like this. And yep. you go back and you're like, oh, we, we actually do have the same problems. And yeah, your number one issue is my like number three. And it hasn't risen up, you know, to that, you know, different leg. It's like everyone was kind of secretive five years ago of like, hey, I don't want to really yeah. tell you what I'm using. I really don't want to like kind of show my cards. And now it's like. Hey, showing your cards almost gets you to the finish line faster of Man. making it successful. And I saw that shift in sort of sharing best practices when kind of BIM about about five to seven years ago through VDC and BIM. You know, you started seeing competitors or traditionally competitor companies forming committees, yeah. just around like, "Hey, we're passionate about this. We care about this," and, and whether it's through like industry events or industry groups like AGC or something like that. And, and that was kind of like the great neutralizer. Yeah. And I, so I, I've seen that 
kind of trickle into other aspects of con contact. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like you guys obviously took the initiative to band together, get the folks that were all using that platform and like wanting to kind of unify your message to them. What's the tech side's responsibility in that? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we see it a lot with, it was actually one of the things that was like really cool about drone deployers. Like they like came out to the job site and they would like watch people do the things they were doing. Yeah. And they would like take vicious notes. I, I remember somebody like recording somebody flying a drone, like just, I was like, it doesn't look that exciting. He's sitting there with the iPad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then of course something went wrong and they're like, this is perfect. This is what we needed to happen, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they, they took some notes. So I, I do think getting down to like where the rubber meets the road. And I'd say most of the companies that are successful, I think I guess all of them are that are successful, do that really well. Yeah. And then I do think, um, this is like something we're trying to digest is yeah. How do you like look like we as like an enterprise customer are raising our hand saying, we'd love to collaborate with other enterprise customers. Don't put us in a room and take your backlog in a, another room and like, yeah. Be transparent with that prioritization process and how those enhancements get done and stuff. And, you know, if there's, if there's, and what's driving that stuff too, I, I think, you know, often mm -hmm. we're always like, okay, obviously we're the, the joke we've brought on is like, oh, we're old revenue. That's not as exciting as new revenue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and it's like being honest about that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So. Any thoughts to that, Warren? Um, but I think what I see, what I see, responsibility that the tech side has to future enterprise customers or just this whole um, audience in general, um, just never stop trying to understand your customer or your future customer really asking the questions. Don't just assume that everybody uses it the, the same way and then you owe it just as much to them as really trying to unpack their problem. Yeah, well said. I, I've seen some incredible companies do this really well and companies not do this well is like, it's as much on us to help you guys as it is on you. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's where there's just a big miss sometimes. It's just like, hey, why are you not fitting into our square peg? Mm -hmm. And like, how do I how do I shave off the edges to make you a round peg to fit into what we want you to do? And mm -hmm. man, like we were talking with some folks the other day of just like, hey, the best part about some of the tech stuff is you put it in someone's hands and say, hey, tell us what you think is the best part about this. Like, like I mean, even on the drone deploy side, what's so cool is like, hey, a lot of people were asking for ground applications and saying like, hey, when are you guys going to like bring that in? And we did. And we saw the value of now bringing another company in, you know, and it's like, we, we really need to understand that, hey, that what, what got us here is what's going to get us there. I, I hope it's not remiss on us to just expect, hey, why are you guys not kind of fitting under this umbrella that we've built this product around? And hopefully we can, you know, meet, meet in that to say, hey, going out to job sites. I mean, all, all the things you said, of course, like if that's not happening, like your success is probably going to be measured on how many visits you've gotten to have with your customers mm. and how often you got to, you know, come back and Make see how that, much yeah. is aligning. So I think you can measure, measure kind of your success or your effectiveness is do they come back to you? Yeah. So like I always tell people, you know, my VEC engineers, like, I don't care if somebody asks you to print, help, help connect to the printer and print an eight and a half by 11, do it. Because the next time they have a question, mm -hmm. maybe it's not printing an eight and a half by 11. It's like, hey, do you know how to log into this? Help them do it. Yeah. And then pretty soon you become a trusted go-to resource. And then that's how you kind of get, get things done. Man, well said. Well, yeah, just to even like summarize, right? It's on the people's side. It's like, hey, be vulnerable. 
you got to really trust your opportunities to build deeper relationships. And so on the process side, I, I think what you said, Ryan is spot on. It's like, hey, if you're not like defining your problem statement at the get go, like probably not going down a path to help solve the process. And, you know, on the tech side of it, it's like, hey, leverage the opportunity to build the community of people around you that, you know, share the processes you're doing, unify your voice back to the folks that are making these products even better. And on the tech side, hey, we, we want to do our best to continue to connect and, and learn and make sure that we're continuing to meet that too. Hopefully, you know, the folks that are tuning in and listening, like we obviously want to make some content that you guys want to listen to. And, and I think at the end of the day, like if you don't have a chance to come to these conferences or have a network, like, I mean, Ryan and I met through happenstance and now we're, you know, six, seven years later, we're grabbing, you know, lunches and stuff back in Dallas and at home. And it's fun. You, you learn about your families and you connect on other, other things outside of work. And yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff that we want to help, you know, facilitate, introduce more people to. So yeah, just really appreciate you guys making the time to come over. It's, it's fun to always have a chance to meet more folks in the industry. Good stuff. Well, team, thank y'all for joining with us. This is super fun. I appreciate your guys' time and excited to connect again. Groundbreak 23. Let's make it happen. Thanks Whatever. for having us. Come on. Well, thank oh, you for we tuning in with us to the Built It Different podcast. We will see you on the next episode. Make sure to subscribe to Built Different on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Let's build this community together.